0: Hey now, hey now, hey now, Habs fans, hockey fans. How y'all doing tonight? A brand new episode of the Curfew Boys podcast. Sammy here with my cousin Chris and stats man Joey. Gentlemen, how y'all doing?
1: Good, good. How's it
0: going? Hey now, hey now. I am hey now. still on a candy slash chocolate sugar rush after uh, Halloween the other night. I know we're, we're recording this episode. It is November 1st. 24 hours ago, it was Halloween. I did work Halloween, giving out candies to children while working for my local fire department. But I stole some, I ate some. I actually, stole a lot and I ate a lot, and my stomach is still suffering from it, and I'm still on a sugar rush from it as well. So, what's your favorite That's candy? I was, like, just... yeah? Okay, so. Guys, I, I I can't do candy anymore, like actual candy, candy. But chocolate has become my kryptonite weakness, whatever the heck you want to call it. So to add, my favorite, uh, like Arrow, still my favorite, caramel. Uh, if I see cookies and cream, uh, Hershey. Hershey's that was it. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But, and but, Reese's I, but,
1: Pieces, of course.
0: So Reese's Pieces, oh. but even the mini, uh, uh, mini Reese's or whatever the the, mm. the ones the the, the ripoffs the of like of like yeah. M and M's or or Smarties, whatever you want to
1: call it. Um, Twix is pretty good. Mars bar is pretty good. Kit Kat. Oh my God. Love Kit uh, Mars bars though. I like the, with the caramel, but Reese's it's hard to be cause I love peanut butter. So it's, Oh, but it's,
0: it's amazing. Dude, are you kidding me? Peanut butter, Nutella sandwiches in the morning.
1: Yeah. It's, it's those winter. Hit, those hit differently. Yeah,
0: yeah. So actually before we get started guys, uh, for the sake of like the Halloween spirit that, that obviously just, just passed. I know this episode is airing on, the morning of November second, but I I I actually like Halloween to see what some of these NHL players are dressing up as. Like I, I find it hilarious. And I find like Instagram, the NHL page does a pretty good job to showcase a lot of these guys. But to me, I, I'm gonna ask you like like who do you think this year or, or past years, who do you think had the best Halloween costume of any NHL player that you can think of?
2: Oh I'm, I'm gonna go with now, now, Joey, don't get me wrong. I had the luxury of kind of having a few minutes to think about this um, just just ahead of the, the episode. But I know Chris Letang usually goes pretty crazy for Halloween costumes with him and his wife. But the standout one to me, maybe this is a Homer answer, but uh, P.K. Subban had an amazing Prince costume, but he had an even oh, better yeah. Michael Jackson thriller costume. It yeah, was, was so, so good. Oh, my God. It was so, 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 so good.
0: Oh, my God. That's so true. Joe, while you think of it, my ultimate favorite, and this is going to sound biased, the comic book nerd in me is, com- is is coming out. And Chris will definitely agree with this, but Max Domi as the Joker, I don't think anyone could come even close to that Heath Ledger look than what Max Domi did a couple of years ago. That to me is still, and I, but but yeah, the peak that's that's actually Chris. That's a good one. I didn't even think of that one, but that one's a really good one. When PK Subban went as uh, MJ, that's true.
1: Um, I think I'm gonna say because I I like the show when Suzuki, um, uh, Kakenyemi, and Kale Flurry dressed up as Money Heist. Okay. They dressed up as um, oh. I don't know if it was Money Heist or Squid Game. It was one of the Ooh. two where they dressed up as the yeah, with they had Dude. the mask on with the orange suit. Oh, uh, that had to have been money heist. I'm I pretty think, sure it's I, money I, heist. Squid, yeah,
0: Squid Game was 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 pink. Yes, was that's pink right. With, so then with, it was
1: money heist. It was. So pink it was that. With, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> I I went to this this one. I went to look up because I know Price uh, Angela Price always posted yeah. some some decent ones. They had ones in the Adams family. And yeah. crazy enough, I remember <laughs> Philip <Paul Byron, laughs> Phil Phil Dano <laughs> Phil Phil this year. Phil 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 this year did the Adams family okay. Yeah, I remember Paul Byron with Star Wars. He had a picture once he did oh, Star okay. Wars. Yeah, oh, I'll show okay. it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that. That's, but I'll probably that's go with the money heist one for sure. I yeah, like but, the show, so it was, dude, it, was, it was well done.
0: But but speaking of Squid Game, when that series came out, that must have been the the biggest costume or outfit. Oh yeah, design. costume, like, songs, everything. Pink, yeah, yeah, yeah a, pink, a, a a pink uh, hoodie slash prisoner outfit with any of the PlayStation buttons on your face. Much, it, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's it's yeah oh my god I remember that when Squid Game came out that, that Halloween was was insane everybody dressed up as that I I saw a few uh I saw a few kids wearing the the V for Vendetta mask actually this okay. year okay yeah that's popular I, that a, I've this, seen it but I wonder if there's some anyways not to get into whole political debates what's going on in the world lately but I I wonder if they're smart enough to know or if they just think it's cool like as a when that movie came out I was a as a younger person. I obviously thought a younger person as I feel old, but that that mask and that outfit was pretty sick, so uh, it, it, it was i think they're
1: doing it more for looks if it's young yeah, maybe imagine yeah. they,
0: they're making a political statement He's, at that age Jeez. oh my god well well not
2: to mention that we're living literally the 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 actual storyline of be for vendetta but let's put that aside and uh, <laughs> i highly recommend that you go watch that movie because it's it sounds such a good purely similar good movie. to what we've lived and, in the past and, and, three and, years
0: and it's it's funny because i think i think they're owned by dc comics speaking of they like, are Speak of like Joker earlier, DC Comics. So, anyways, boys, uh, been uh, been quite a few interesting, uh, a, a few interesting days regarding the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I know Chris, you were on the last episode with uh, with Anthony, and you guys talking about you know a bit of the struggles that they had, especially against New Jersey and all that. But then after that, you and I went to the game Thursday, last Thursday, against Columbus, and that that was was fucking fun oh yeah that was a great game that was a great game and you know if you look at the trend lately especially the last three games not just against columbus but against winnipeg and against the the vegas golden knights on monday nights usually these late games on the west coast are always fun to watch especially when you work the next day (laughs) oh man (laughs) um i I, i've decided to call this episode simple enough cliche as it is the comeback kids because this this team is showing once again that they they have fight in them they're not backing down and especially against vegas they're showing that they could play they could keep up with the best i mean they showed it against toronto and they, they lost in 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 shootout Vegas man it would have been it would have been great if they wanted an overtime or shootout but if 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 we're going to see how how the season turns out this loss in overtime might be considered the best game they lost this season so far at least so far we're only 9 games in i get it it's still early but you keep hearing guys like Bob McKenzie and even Pierre McGuire say like games between games 10 and Fifteen. Sometimes you can even stretch to game twenty. Is more or less the image slash how the team is going to perform for the rest of the season. Most of the time, things could change. Obviously, we've heard. You know, you hear the stories like St. Louis did a couple of years ago, even the LA Kings, Pittsburgh, and all that. Thing, anything could happen. But for the most part, I think I. I, I it, again, it's going to depend how the rest of this. This road trip turns out, and then they come back at home the week after. We'll see how they do then. But so far, the team we're seeing is that it's a young team that just
1: – there's no quit in them. And I actually love seeing that. No, no, absolutely not. It's uh, You called it right, the comeback kids. How many games is it now that they came back? It's three. Uh, it's it's yeah, three. It's so, three Against good teams, bad teams, no matter what, they're showing a never-say-die attitude. And yep. you said, Sam, this is the might be the best loss of uh, the season. I think it's the best loss of Marty's career. I think he even said this is the best wow. game. Exactly. This is the best game they played since he's taken over, and I, yep. I really agree with it. I can I can actually say this is a game we should have won, and we lost. Yeah. And yep. It was against Vegas Golden Knights, who only won oh, only lost our one game in uh, in overtime. Overtime. Exactly.
0: Against Chicago. Yeah.
1: Right. And they were playing at home. So it was really a surprise, but then you turn around to games that we're going to get into where you play Columbus and Winnipeg and you're like, ah, good moments, bad moments, but that's what you're going to get this, but at least they do not quit. If they're down in the game, they're at least giving us viewers and fans hope that, okay, even if they're down two goals, I think they can come back um, to at least grab something from it or, uh, you know, push it to the brink and go to overtime or shootout. So that's sort of what I've talked about at the beginning, where uh, when we did the preview, sorry, we would start, we would start games where we would be uh, down and then it's it's gone, game's over, yeah, we, just, yeah, yeah. we couldn't come back. We're seeing a bit of progression slowly starting to happen yes exactly and i will contradict myself when we get into the next topic when we we have a debate (laughs) that's going to come up but at least there is some progression from some of the individuals at least and as a unit so Mm -hmm. it's nice to see and it's glad to see and it's it's a bit of exciting hockey compared to you know i won't say last year last year was had some good moments but definitely from the first year it's uh, trending in the right direction
0: i totally agree that statement joy go chris well,
2: um, I have i literally haven't missed disregard preseason, but since the season started, I have not missed a minute of the game. I have not been in the bathroom. I have not gone to get a snack. Like I have literally not missed a minute of the games. Uh, I also had the privilege, as Sammy said, we, we were at the game last Thursday. Spur the moment decision, decided to get some tickets, go with my girlfriend on, on Saturday night. Usually they play pretty well against the Jets. Um, so uh, continue on a, a little bit of that uh, DC uh, nerdism. Uh, you get to appreciate all these little details and other, like there are a lot of there are a lot of yeah. shit that you get. there's a yeah. lot of little things that you get to notice at the games that are going on kind of behind the scenes. Um, I guess some of the takeaways that, that I want to share from the games, just especially I'll, I'll start with uh, the Columbus and the Winnipeg games. I feel as though these guys are very young. And the emotions run high in the games and that leads to maybe minor distractions that leads to, and I think the best example of it was against Winnipeg and you see it in the bell center, the bell center just completely deflated when Winnipeg scored two goals in one minute, they scored their first goal 15 seconds into the second (laughs) period. And then they scored again. And and there's a lull like the the players have a literal lull and they're like, oh shit. And they're still saying like, oh shit, that was a bad goal. We let in and like, well, we haven't snapped out of it, and there's a second goal that just went in, so you better damn well snap out. Like They're going to learn to manage their emotions a little bit better, but that's very much how it felt. Mm-hmm. And then on the Vegas side of things, like, Sammy, I don't want to prevent you from speaking, but no, the Vegas a... side of things... Speaking of I going to the bathroom... One... <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll get to it. You'll see, you'll see what I'm going to say. Sorry, go Fair on. Enough.
2: Fair enough. No, 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 it's all good. But going to the, like, the Vegas game... Um, I think Mark Denise said it very well uh, right around like the one o'clock in the morning, uh, Mark, when he goes, you know, I don't think the fans that stayed up were disappointed to be uh, to have stayed up. I genuinely thought not only was it one of the best ga- was it by far the best game that the Montreal Canadiens played? I, I thought it was one of the highest level hockey games that yeah. we got to yeah. see as fans across the NHL all season. Seriously, the Canadians and and I want to say it outright: Canadians deserved to win that game. And a step further is yeah. I, I thought they dominated a significant portion. They
0: did. And the other su-
2: the other surprising element that we've been, especially let's say, talking amongst ourselves, we should on the power play, but they're sitting right around tenth spot. It's it's they, not they, as bad. They're improving. They're improving it, at
1: twenty
0: percent on the they, power they, play. They I'm they they it, they so. really woke up, especially especially if you look at the that that jerk. I think it was against after New Jersey game. They really like they had to do something about it.
1: I'm glad you brought up New Jersey. I just want to point out did anyone see their 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 power play percentage after the first like 10 games New Jersey? I, all Even I like know 40, is All I know, it's, all I know it's, is it's, know is it's that. 42 and I, it's 42.4. I want to check it before. That's I'm going like, to say this. Jack, game,
0: that's ridiculous. Jack Hughes is the best hockey player in the world right now. I'm just coming out and saying Jack I mean, Hughes. I don't disagree. Jack Hughes is the best hockey player in the world. Does he
1: want to come north of the border? I highly doubt it, bud. I think he's happy there. <laughs> how are you um, happy in New Jersey? Come on. Like, how? Well, they
0: got a pretty good history, man. Uh, yeah, really they got tough, a good team. So, they're, they're exciting. It's better they're not, than watching Washington. It's, 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 not the, it's not the trap New Jersey Devils anymore, man. This is a completely exciting team.
1: And that New Jersey Devils team is what I hope the Canadians could somewhat turn out to be like. But, Sam, even when the old guards changed from New Jersey, their philosophy and style did not change for many, many, many years. We would still play them mm-hmm. years ago before Jack Hughes, sure. where sure. the games would be boring because New Jersey, they, I'm not saying they played the trap, but, man, they were so conservative. Now it's just – they have the players now, and it changed, but, but it, they, it took a long time. But they had to do that even
0: more after not having guys like Brodeur and, and Niedermeyer and Stevens. They, they yeah, didn't totally. Even if they didn't want it, even if they, they didn't have to play the trap because they had the best – one of the best, like defensive core or system and slash players. And Danico, by... Very underrated. Dude, they, they were, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. Brian Rafalski too, at the time before he went to Detroit, you know what I mean? So this is it, like the New Jersey devils granted. They got two first overall picks in in, in he sure and Jack Hughes and, it, th- th- I. This is the kind of team that I want the Canadians to be like. Will they be exactly like them? I don't know. But Wednesday's game, uh, no, pardon me, the game against Vegas, I think what they showed is the start of what this team could look like when they become com- competitive enough to try to contend for, for either playoff spot or even contend for the Stanley Cup like i i i hope that's the team we Just, get to see consistently
1: not is consistently yes, so- like marty coming out and right away saying it's the best game i've seen them yes. play since I took over it's a bit of a shock but it shows where we were beforehand because we yeah. we didn't have games like no, this no they, they 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 they
0: before this game even last season and we all knew this coming in if you're a smart Haps fan like us you knew that this is a work in progress it's it's Even
1: even games, dude, win, I would say, on a bigger front, like by three, four goals. One of the games that comes to mind is San Jose. We beat San Jose in San Jose for the first time forever last year. 4-0, I think. Allen got a shutout or something like that. Or Motambo. But, and we're going to get into the debate, it was Allen. Yeah, I don't find. We dominated that game. We got out. I, I think we got outshot. I'm pretty sure. And Allen had to make over 40 something saves or I remember. 50. I remember that game last year. Yeah. Yeah. We but, still want 4-0, But if you actually watch the game, <laughs> people watch the game. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't reflect the scoreline. Whereas yeah. the and, and but this I mean, this also goes the other way against Vegas. To me, we should have won that game by three, four goals. Yeah, easily. It didn't I, happen but, because they have more experience, but
0: they got more experience.
1: Just, and and look, exactly. they're the reigning Stanley cup champ.
0: They're still the same team that won. And look, the, they, they have they have a winning record for, for a reason. And you know, I could even go back to the game uh, against Winnipeg and Chris. The one time I had to go to the bathroom before the second period started. <laughs> I come back. I, I'm I went to the bathroom, it was one one. I came back from the bathroom, it was three one Winnipeg. So never All go right. to the bathroom again. Never go to a bathroom camp, but for say, yeah, or at least go actually go when the period ends and not before it starts. Yeah, that's 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 a true statement. However, that game against Winnipeg, and even the same like Col- especially the game against Columbus, I didn't feel like oh fuck this team is down and out at three one. No, there was some it, I I can't really explain it, but I I wasn't I I, I sent like I I felt like no no like. They're because they're playing well. They're actually playing well, even though they got down three-one. You go down three-one because you got outplayed by like a a a player or two, not the entire period. You get what you guys get? What I'm saying? Like it was just a little a little mistake here and there, and then oh fuck, you're down three-one. Maybe a lucky power, a lucky bounce too. But for some reason, just you just sense that the way they've been playing, they've been keeping up with the other teams. You you sense that they're, they're they they actually could come back in this game, and I felt that for Columbus, maybe not as much as Winnipeg, but I still didn't feel like forget it. You know, let let's just call it a night and and and
1: focus on the next game. Like, but even if they can come back, Sam, that's they cannot shoot themselves in the foot because not every game it's going to happen this way. Yeah. So here here here's what I'm going to say: like they can't get in that habit.
0: Exactly. They mm-hmm. they really can't because, like I said, they will they will tire themselves out. You know, for you to fight back and come back in a game like you have to push even harder than than maybe over up. the season. And
2: yeah.
0: Maybe and maybe that's why, like a higher risk of injuries. Uh, you know, get get getting hurt, not being able to play a game or two. But. At the same time, too, you 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 look at the roster and you're like, this team's young enough, somewhat young enough to do it. Especially the core players, like, man, it's more injuries, Sam, than anything else. I, I I I I totally agree. But there's there's three players that there's actually two young defensemen that for me are like, wow. One of them you expected, and one of them you're like, finally, this is the guy we wanted to see, J- J- Justin Barron is not looking like the way he did last season and this preseason. He looks very, very confident out there. He's got three goals in like, what, four or five games. He's playing well defensively. He's not perfect, but this is the Justin Barron that we've been wanting to see since he was traded here. Caden Gooley, like, I'm I'm not surprised by the way he's played, but Jesus Christ, I love this fucking kid. Yep. I really, really do. If he's gonna be our future number one, though, please give him power play minutes. And I can't. And I don't think I could stress enough how important Sean Monahan is to this team. Absolutely. Like, like yeah. w- w- we could talk about Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. The game against Columbus, it, they 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 fucking led the way. They carried the team on the shoulder. And Cole Caulfield, like in overtime, these Cole Caulfield in overtime could be the deadliest player in the NHL
1: right now. He was I mean, the fastest to reach five or six goals. Um, six, or, six overtime goals. Yeah, six, six, six overtime goals. He did it 60 games less than who was it? Um, oh, that's that's a guy. I have to, I have to search. Yeah, it, I have to look at it, the, it actually so the statistic. But, oh, I wanted to mention Baron as well. I don't think he's playing like a number six. I think he's nope. slowly playing like a number four. It's a top four. A top four. Yeah. Maybe. So, right now, to me, it's more Harris and Jack guy that are kind of going below it. Which,
0: which is fine. It, it, Go, go, Chris. I, I think you're gonna say exactly what I want to say.
2: Well, Jack I was never meant to be or like a,
0: a higher than a
2: fifth. In my opinion, he is absolutely essential, he absolutely has his place on the roster, and I, I love having him. Doesn't belong in the power play. I'm sorry to say he's got a great shot, but doesn't belong in the power no, play, much no, like Sandy I, said. I, I agree. But Harris. This, I'm not sure if you're going to agree with me, Sammy, because I know you've supported Harris um, significantly in the past. I have been underwhelmed by Harris. I know Matheson, too, I has agree. been dealing with injuries, and he was out in and out of the lineup. But Matheson, too, seems like he's a step behind. But Harris, yeah, Harris would be one of the guys. Kovacevic is playing a yeah, very I quiet, stable game.
0: COVID every has single one really improved he really yeah, improved every, every
2: single one of the guys like Baron again standout Gouli, no joke from the first period when he was taking the puck uh, I was mm. turning I had I had these two uh, two uh, French guys sitting next to me and I had my girlfriend and I was just sitting there I'm going like, oh my god my God how much we miss this guy Caden is fucking yeah. amazing I'm watching yeah. like the play is on the other side and and he's like he's completely he's not even necessarily in the play. And I'm just saying what he did there and where he's placing and the support that he's giving. And lo and behold, first start of the game. Lo and behold, he is an absolute force out yeah. there. Caden Gooley, like, holy crap. Let's hope that Justin Barrett can keep it up. But um, Harris I, really he, has to.
1: And he there's just, guys in the minors yeah, no. that uh, I'm not going to say they're going to fight for Harris's spot, but that's our deepest uh, core of prospects on defense. So yeah. guys yeah. have to stay on their toes. Yeah, okay. I, I agree. But,
0: but but yeah, but there's only so many offensive defensive players you can bring up in the lineup. You get what I'm
1: saying? For sure, for sure. So, but so, I, I want these guys but, but, to no, know that their sure. spot can be threatened, so they
0: play better. You, but you but they do that. know that. And and Marty said it. The, the, there's a seat waiting for you. You just got to fight for it. Uh, the thing about Jordan Harris is like I feel. Not that he's inconsistent, but like he'll have he'll have like two great shifts and two meh, another great shift, another meh, shift, two great shift. Like you know what I mean? Like he's he's up and down, but him too, he, he he's still young. Like this is that's yeah, true, yeah. He, he, the, Got time can they're, they're so young, and but like Caden Gooley is playing like a first rounder, he's a first round for reason. Justin Barron playing like first rounder, Sean Monaghan. I know I'm coming back to him, but Jesus Christ, five goals on special teams, like he's really a special player. And don't get me wrong, Nick Suzuki, I love him as a captain, definitely deserves it. There's a reason why he has it. Sean Monahan is probably the next player in line that deserves to see right now.
1: Like I'm talking about right now. He's been a little controversial, but uh, although Suzuki's pick it up from the last time I said he was underwhelming, he's been performing yeah, yeah, better from the yeah, last yeah. time I was and, on. And, and he knew- but I think monahan has been playing better. Monahan is just
0: like, I, I truly believe Monaghan right now in that locker room not that I know for a fact but I just get that this feeling he keeps everyone calm cool collective and you see you see him playing that way on the ice
2: well to, to your point Sam like what I was mentioning before that the younger players are kind of emotionally up and down given individual moments in a the game they need that they need more guys like Sean Monahan I don't know yeah. what he did yeah. and I hope to God that he can stay. Healthy because oh, okay. he, like oh, you boy. said, he's, he's been so. To think that we got paid a first rounder to take yeah. him on, and he's yeah. doing more than we could possibly ask for in terms of the development of players. Like I am so happy to have him, 100%. and and I think he's also doing. He's also doing. I want to. I want to say one last point. He's at sixty percent in the faceoff dot, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it's him or others. But the Canadians, for the first time in I don't know how many years, are actually dominant
0: on face-offs, which is yeah, incredible. And if too. it's Sean Monaghan, tip my hat. Oh, I, I, absolutely. And it's it's crazy how five goals, two on the short... Like, the way he scored that shorthanded goal, I get it, it was a giveaway, but even him, like, most players, knowing they got the puck on their blade would have shot right away. Maybe I, I think it was Hill and Nets probably would have made that save, but no, he's like, well, thank you. Oh, a little fake, go to the left, scores. It was beautiful to see. One thing I will say just before we go on to like the subject that I know Joey really wants to talk about. I was so happy for you all, Armia. And Chris, you were there. Did the arena scream? Did they did they go loud when he scored? Yeah, they they you know, there's they were quick to kind
2: of poke fun. You know, sometimes in the crowd you hear like little jokes and shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so yes, but they were quick to be like I think they were quick to welcome him back and be like, "Oh, okay, that's what we're missing." Because that guy too, me on the on the freaking penalty kill,
0: oh, he's outstanding. He's outstanding. But this is what Habs fans need to realize: if you set your expectations about Mia, a fourth line guy, will kill penalties. If he plays like that for the whole season, he played such a simple game against the Winnipeg Jets out of all teams. Okay. Yeah. If he plays that way all season, he's not going down to Laval ever again. I saw him play in Laval, in Laval. He looks like a superstar in the minors. He's not meant to play in the minors, even at the age of thirty. Like he's above everybody else in in the American Hockey League. He, like four goals in four games. Apparently had a great attitude, which I'm not that surprised. Like fuck, I, I'm sure more than anything, it hurt him to go down, but you know. He, but maybe that helped in the end. I think it helped yeah. him. He took it like a pro, and now he got rewarded for it. So, again, Yoel Armia, I, I'm not expecting him to score goals. If he scores goals, it's a fucking bonus. I'm there. All I want for him to do is play on the fourth line, take the puck out of our zone, bring it to the other zone, keep it there, protect it, get as much puck possession time as possible, try to create a scoring chance or two if you can, and get off the ice. When you're on the penalty kill, get the puck out of the zone, kill the penalty. Get off the, you do that for the rest of the season, I I'm, the, I'm more than happy and knowing him he uh, can
1: always surprise you with a few goals. So that the the guy, the, guy the, guy's, the guy's ball. got
0: skill and yes, we understand that
1: he like for some reason he doesn't always use it. We get it. It is true. Well, that's part of the, the team true. too, Sam, right? I mean, I, that's the I, team is inconsistent it's inconsistent because it's the players. The players. Yeah. Individually makes the team th- that inconsistent. We talked about Harris, good ship, yeah. bad ship. Armia, same thing. That's the thing that Marty or whoever's got a fix, not fix, but that has to be improved. And that yeah, starts I, with I, players like Armia. That starts with players like Harris. I if you, totally agree. If Ar- I agree. They get consistent. Like if Armia gets consistent, Montreal will have more points than more than people will expect because you have four line scoring goals. 1000%. Armia for Armia though
2: just to close on that topic. I think what kind of the the trip let's call it the trip down to Laval did to him is it kind of put things into perspective. All you have to do is show up. All you have to do is skate. And I think I think that sounds more yeah. simple than it actually is. It's just when Armia's moving his feet Mm-hmm. He's a dominant player for forechecking for alone, for penalty-killing yeah. alone, for, yeah. for for so many little details in a game. But it's kind of like, you know what? You're riding the bus in Laval, or just you show up. You just show up. You just give, like, you know, don't show up. We, we know when you're at 50% and when you're at 100% effort. Give us, yeah. that, like, 90% effort. Skate, man. And I think that's that's what has actually made him a standout since he's come back. He's skating, yeah, and he has I been. He's he's carrying the puck and he's like, shit, man. Anyways, anyways, but that's what that's that's that's, hope he, hope that's he what sticks.
0: that's what he did in the Stanley Cup playoff run the last time we were there. Like he he played Thank that you. way. That that's what we want him to continue doing. But before we get on to the next subject, just when Cole Caulfield scored that goal against Columbus, mm-hmm. I Chris and I we lost our fucking nuggets the <laughs> i the arena went fucking crazy the bell center was so loud i thought the rafters were gonna fucking drop oh my god it was I thought so he loud. was gonna do it against vegas again not just against Ve- the uh, who, who against winnipeg against he missed, winnipeg he missed, as well. he missed a fucking one yeah, time i could i thought he had it as soon as i saw the puck go to him i thought he had it for sure he missed i i couldn't believe but listen for him to get those opportunities, you have to be one of the best, and Cole Caulfield is one of the best on our team. Okay, Joey, this 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 one is definitely yes. for you. this one's definitely for you though. So, like, look, everything we we love seeing the Canadians play the way they are. They're winning games more more than more than not. You know, they're coming back, they're fighting. We get it. They get the if they if they lose an overtime, at least they got the points. But the game against. Columbus and especially the game against Winnipeg like Jake Allen I know Chris you said Caden Goulet was the first star I think everybody thought Jake Allen should have been the first my question Joey especially you Joey (laughs) are the Habs winning mostly because of great goaltending
1: yes by by watching and even statistically to back it up they are (laughs) <laughs> okay. they are expected they they've been expected to be 29th in the league for goals against this is this when you brought me this topic i'm like perfect expected meaning mm-hmm. how many it's a sign of a good goaltender when you're not 29th in the league for goals against you're like and montreal is actually tied for 16 they mm-hmm. are 13 spots higher than where it's expected to be statistically just because of how good our goaltending has been Imagine Montreal where they would be right now if it's not always the case, but if you give up the goals, you should have given up, meaning you're having incredible saves. So if Montreal actually 29th and goes against, how far down the standings they would be compared to 16th, Mm -hmm. they'd be far down. So statistically, and I even showed you guys this uh, analytically, I put it in our group chat, (laughs) that statistically it is showing that Montreal is where they are because of their goaltending. And this will always be the frustrating part. This is what I want Montreal to change. I'm glad there's a bit of progression, I will say. But this is the thing that will continue to frustrate me and make me get angry and (laughs) make me want to just throw everything in the air. I want Montreal to be known as a team that has really good scoring and really good defense. But I know those are Stanley Cup teams. At least start with one of them rather than good goaltending. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be the team that's getting outshot 40 to 25, yeah. 45 to 25. Like no, I won't say every night, but every other night you're and you're winning game because your goalies are making great saves to me. That is not consistent enough to make playoffs, you know, make a dynasty and be consistent. It is just not the model to go. It's the other example I can give you. I always use this as a soccer reference, you guys know teams, and I like a team that is very defensive. You guys know teams that like to sit 11 behind the ball, park the bus, as they say, type style. Mm-hmm. That is not consistent either by just sitting back and relying on your defense, goaltending. The same thing in hockey. Relying on your goaltending, to me, is not the recipe for success in the NHL. So if if you take a look at Montreal and Toronto, they have very similar goals for and goals against. they yeah. one off. But... Their goals, their goals against they're they're there, and it's not by great goaltending, it's because of the team in front of them that the way they're playing. They're not getting great goaltending from Samsonov, but they're where Montreal is because he doesn't need to be standing on his head night in, night out. That's why I said statistically it is showing that Montreal is winning because they're goaltending. Besides the besides the Vegas game, that is a game that'll yeah, go yeah. completely away from. Any sort of stat you see, you watch that game. Montreal did not deserve to lose it, and they didn't need great goaltending to win it. They just got unlocking Cerneri's dominant. That's more mm-hmm. Montreal, uh, That's more of Montreal. What I want to see. So, like I said, the recipe you to me, I don't think your Stanley Cup team by just having great goaltending. I don't think goaltending should be your strongest department. So I'll, I'll end. I'll end it that way. Okay, Chris, what's, what's what what's, what's the
2: me? hell kind of garbage take was that, Joey? No, no, no,
1: no, no. something, <laughs> no, 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 Chris. I'm... That has frustrated me since Carey Price's days. So, yeah, no, I look,
2: I'm I'm halfway on the same page as you, Joey. I'm gonna say that it's not thanks to goaltending, but that goaltending the the goaltenders have made some outstanding saves. And and hear me out on this. If you take like. I'll take I'll take the polar opposite example of you. You take the Vegas game. If Sam Montembeau doesn't make that spectacular save in OT, they, oh they don't God, even get yeah. to the shootout. They lose. It's an automatic loss. So they, they don't even have that Actually, chance. they still play.
1: lost, but yeah. Head,
2: head on head. Sam Montembeau also in that game. Stopped the penalty shot in OT against yeah. uh, Jack Eichel. That's, yeah. that's a huge save. So you're like, okay. Where is your reasoning going, Chris? Because right now you're just giving you're giving the goaltenders uh, all
0: this praise. You're giving joy ammunition now.
2: <laughs> no, no. But I thought that I thought the goaltenders. Some of sometimes they've made very timely saves. Remember when we were at the game? Even when we were at the game against Columbus, when you turned to me and you said that save right yep, there just yep, game. They yep. have been making timely saves, but at the same time, at the same time, the two goals that went in by from Winnipeg in within less than a minute. I thought I thought we're fairly weak. He stood like um, uh, Jake Allen stood on the on his head for the rest of the game. But the reason why he wasn't the first star is because he let in some shitty goals. You go back to the first game against Toronto. The first <laughs> goal that Toronto scored when it should have been three nothing Montreal, but then there was the offside call. Goes the other way, two nothing. The Leafs end up going three to two. But the Leafs' first goal was a piece of shit that should have never gone in. So, yes, the goalies have had a significant impact and they put their stamp on a lot of the games. However, is it because of goaltending? No, and the second reason that we we haven't even brought it up, you're going to say, well, you need your goaltender to build, kill the penalty, but the most penalized team in the whole league, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to say that we've just shot ourselves in, in the foot, but the players have, in multiple circumstances now, been the one who have undone their mistakes and come back and, and sometimes scored some spectacular goals, scored some high pressure goals. Uh you think of the you think of the time that Marty pulled the goaltender with uh what was it nine it was like minutes on a six or on like, of yeah scoring. it was like
0: seven minutes left and Matheson scored a beauty. Oh that, yeah, that, that was awesome.
2: And that's why I'm saying like yes again goaltenders have had a have put their stamp on the game. They have been important and they have come up big Momentarily, but this has been, I think,
1: a very balanced team effort on the whole. Chris, have you watched besides our game with Vegas? Have you watched any Vegas games, Stars, Rangers, Bruins, Avalanche? Yeah. I'm not saying I watched a ton this year. You can see their goalies just making routine saves and being like, okay, he's just having an okay night. I don't, when I watch Montreal, I feel like there's always has to be three to four great saves. Montreal to, to sort of win this. It's never just, there's never just an average night for a goal. In my mind, there's never an average night for a goaltender in Montreal.
2: Okay. On that point, though, it, I find it's, it's not fair to compare because your point is 100% accurate. If you go back to the Carey Price days, but I thought Carey Price, if you would have given him this team that that is playing on the ice right now, I think the Montreal Canadiens could have won a cup or pushed a lot harder for a cup. I think it's better than the, the team that oh, they had with Hatch Ready, Radulaz. Nah, that is an interest. Think, <laughs> I genuinely think this is the best team that they've had in about a decade. Since Koivu, Kovalev, and all of them have gone away, even with Kamilari, Gianta, I think yeah, that's this could that be is, the... Okay. But I, you're I think telling me you
1: take... Carry Price and replaced the goaltending that's already playing great now. You take Carry Price, this team makes the playoffs win the cup. Absolutely, absolutely abso- <laughs> okay. If, like, oh this is no, this, not even this, okay. Okay, the, re- the reasoning
2: oh. is because
1: Carry Price,
2: half, half the time, he had to, like, this guy would have had to, I don't know, go go on a religious excursion, sell his arm or his body parts to get two to three goals out of his team. This team is scoring an average of three goals. You give an average of three goals per game, with Carey Price behind you, you're winning at least 70% of those games. At least 70%. And and the point that I wanted to make where I said it wasn't fair to compare, I think our defense, as young as they are, they're better than they have been in years and years and years. Carey Price was forced to make these spectacular saves. But the the biggest thing that we got spoiled, and it's so hard to compare, Carey Price's positioning... Was the best all the way up until his last game. Was the best in the NHL for more than a decade, and he didn't have to make. He didn't have to make exceptional. He had to make exceptional (laughs) saves because he had to fucking fly across his crease to make the save. But a routine save that Montabon and Allen are struggling to make, Price would make that. Price would be like, I'm not looking got the save, saved down the ice, and he would practically send the team on, up the ice on a counterattack with, with Jeez, what he was there, able to do. There's a certain part, oh, Chris, boy. I
1: can definitely believe in. I think this this defense can be better than what we've had in the last decades. We're still giving up a lot of shots. Uh, I don't know. We're mm-hmm. third in the league. We actually give up over 35 yeah. shots a game. So with this great goaltending that, that they're playing, and I don't think you could play too much better. Even if Price does a little better than what Allen, Motombo, and Primo, the mixture of what they're doing now, even if he does in his prime, he'll only do marginally – statistically, anyways, marginally better than – and I still don't think they're a playoff team. You think they win a cup? Sam, I don't know what you guys – I don't know what you guys drink at family let, let, gatherings. Let, but wait, that's, wait, wait, that's wait, 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 wait. I don't know what he got, I, I don't know. I have, I, I have no know. idea wait, wait Joy, Joy, Joy took Joey took my words and ran you with it. You said we Joy were a cup-contending team if you take price in this team right now. Sam, did you not hear that? No, 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 no.
0: I heard, I, I, I heard something about Carey Price and winning the cup with this team.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> no. Li- okay. Let me specify because Joey, you're taking my words and you're running with it. These players, when they hit their prime, when they hit their prime, and I'm okay. I'm just saying, when when Caulfield is putting up those forty goals, when Suzuki is really settled into his own, when Kirby Doc, when Slavkovsky, oh, which is, is going to be the next topic.
0: Uh,
2: okay. All- okay. Let's let's not All- let's not. All- but I'm just. I'm just saying when these guys are going to be 24, 25, 26 okay. years old, if you had a prime, if you had a prime carry price, I would bet on these guys in their prime more than any past that team I can, in their that prime. I can you, you,
0: yeah, but you, if you put a prime carry price, if you put the 2014-15 carry price in front of that 2018 of the Montreal Canadiens, they probably win the cup. You know, you get my point. So I said so last I guess, ten years. I, I, I said the last ten years. I get, I get your, I get your point, Chris. Okay. He, at
1: first, Chris, you didn't clarify. It, no, you, you did not though. Joey's
0: offense. Listen, Chris yeah. is the only time I could put a family member <laughs> under the bus <laughs> or call you out just because, just because it's Joey. But you did say this team now, and so yeah. we actually we, meant like I thought we uh, thought you meant this meant year now. Yeah. You, if you mean this uh, roster, in the this roster. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no problem. Yeah, absolutely. The, com- the comments, the comments are for sure coming in though. Being, what the fuck are you saying, Chris? Da, da, da. Anyways, but here's my here's my thing. Did they keep three goalies because by doing that, by giving Montambo and Allen an extra break or two of a night off, it allows them to play a little bit better than what they actually think they how they can play because we, we, we know the issue with Allen is that like he plays well, but the more he plays the riskier it is for
1: him. You get what I'm saying? I don't think it's that strategic. I think they just didn't want to lose Primo yet. And by sending him down, he'd have to go through waivers. I really don't think it's okay. I don't think it's, there's any strategy behind okay um, having three goalies. I think Mo and Allen, if you think Allen cannot play a game here, you give it to the one goalie, but to keep an extra one, I really just think it's because they didn't want to lose Primo.
0: Okay, fair, fair, fair enough. But do you think having like again going back to maybe Primo playing that that night against New Jersey, giving both Allen and Montembeau that night off, maybe it's not strategically planned, but it could it could it be
1: helping the case still? Maybe, but if to me, if you're an NHL goalie. If you split games and you tell me you can't play 41 games as an NHL goalie, I don't know. That's uh but 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 again it comes it comes, it comes down
0: but but this is but but we this is why Jake Allen was never able to become yeah because uh, a, they a full number because one goalie.
1: normally a starting goalie is you're looking at like fifty five to sixty yeah, exactly. games forty one is as a it's a, it's it's quite a reduction if you split of, them I, I, evenly.
0: Of course, I hear you anyways so Jeff Gordon, Jeff Gordon said that the three goaltenders is not going to be going on all season. So something's mm-hmm. going to happen. Like, yeah, maybe not they're rapid. looking
1: for the right trade partner. I, I think so too.
0: But again, it's like, okay, which, which goalie now do you trade?
1: I still think it's Primo. Yeah. It's not going to... I mean, you can maybe make a case maybe. for Allen. I do not think it's going to be Montembeau. You can maybe make a case mm. for Allen because he's playing well. A team might need a starting goalie. Fine, but I... Do not think it's Montembeau. And the case for Primo is maybe another team wants to develop a goalie that's young, yep. so there's a case for both. Just Montembeau, I just don't see how they're going to move him.
0: Okay. Ah, that's a, it's a pretty interesting take. Here's, unfortunately, I, I really want to talk about this, this player, and it seems to be the, the topic amongst the Montreal Canadiens fan base, but uh, what to do with What which What should the Canadians do? Here we are once again a year later. You know, the kid is he's I mean, he's only 19. He hasn't even played a full NHL season yet. He's only played what he's played he's 9 games now and he played what 40 what did he play last year? He played 39. I don't know if he just or if he uh if he if he played the 40 mark, maybe played maybe played 41 games or something. Anyways, he has a total of 40 to 50 career NHL games like can we chill the fuck out with this kid yet mm. now okay having said that
1: Fender and are yeah. impatient. fam that's
0: uh, totally and when they become impatient they could become stupid and I, he I'm played not, 39
1: I'm not- by the way 39 yeah last year
0: 39 last year now he's at uh, 9 now that makes him 48 NHL games he just cracked the fucking halfway mark of a regular NHL season like Holy it's shit!
1: Patient, it's because he's first overall, right? I mean, I, look, I'm frustrated too. I mean, you draft the first overall. I wanted to see a little more impact, a little quicker. But I'm I'm patient. I, I'm frustrated, but obviously I'll be patient okay. about it. Here, here,
0: here's the thing about Self-Cost. First of all, I think the Kirby Doc injury affected him more than we all think, probably, because those two together demonstrated chemistry quickly. They were having fun playing in the preseason. They looked like they were having fun in the season opener against Toronto. They made beautiful plays with Alex Newhook. I truly think, first off, the loss of Kirby Doc is affecting Uri Slovkoski. Maybe. Maybe on an emotional level, deep down inside. Whether that, That's just my, my feeling. Two, what I am noticing now by Uri Slovkoski is he looks better out there than he did last year. He looks like he's in the right places, finally, at the right time. The thing yeah. that now I'm concerned about is that when he's at that place at the right time and he gets the puck or not, he doesn't know what to do anymore. And the reason why he doesn't know, it, it, he's got to move his feet. That's what he has to do. Okay. But this is the long-term project. That we drafted, and management knew that. Now, is I, I, I don't know. A lot of people are saying, put him in the minors. He he needs to touch the puck. He needs to get more minutes. Blah 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 blah. He's getting power play minutes. He's on the top two line. He's on the second line at least. I just think he just needs to move his feet a bit more. He's got. Yeah, and he's got, he's sure. got a. I, I think he's overthinking and he's trying to slow down the game a bit too much.
1: I, got, re- I agree with that. He, but I, Sam, he's got, fans, he's got a fans shot. Are, yeah, he does. He does. But fans he's got to use fans it. are impatient. That's yeah, that's I, what it comes down to. It's the point production. Before we get to you, Chris, the point production. If you, if you look, if you compare him, I'll even just say Logan Cooley. Logan Cooley's only started this year. He's played eight games. He has six points. Saqafos so has played forty-eight games. He's got eleven. He's already covered half of his points. In in about forty less games, when you look, when people look at it, and I'm sure there are like I would, yeah. People look at it, they're like, "Holy crap! Did we just draft a bust?" That's where really the impatient. I'm again, I'm patient, yeah. But, and not everyone will see it this way. And you see guys that are probably outperforming you. I'm sorry, I think Nemec, Nemec, has done well since coming in, and and so has Cooley. Uh, not Nemec. Yeah. What's his name? Um uh the the guy from Columbus has done oh yeah yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, he's done he's done all right so far. I mean they're not the best of teams but when you see some guys are drafted lower than him start to you know and it's our first it's our first overall in forever and guys lower than him are doing better people are are gonna start questioning it for sure. They just want desperate. So that's really my take on it. I think he should just stay in the NHL to be honest. And play more of a role that suits him, whether Doc's injured or not. But I, I don't know. I just want what's best for him. Maybe what I'm thinking is wrong, but I, I think the NHL is is still the way to go for Salkowski for now.
2: Okay. on On my end, um, what did Kent Hughes say when they when they drafted Salkowski? It's not what he can do now; it's what he'll be able to do, and what we can develop him to do. Uh, I don't think. I don't think he is fully aware of what he can do physically yet. Like it, it sounds strange. No, he's not. He's not physically There's, mature yet. He's he's got to grow into his body and learn yep. how to use that properly yep. because that's something that Cooley will never be able to do. He'll never be able to play that same style of play. Um, and and let him find that man, man's game, if if I might. Number yeah, two, absolutely. If if you fucking impatient fans over here back the hell off the kid, look if New Jersey had given up on a certain Jack Hughes, how would oh they be God. feeling right now? If Jack okay? Hughes
0: was with the Canadians, we would have all given up on him after a year or two. Well,
2: well, that's 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 the the guy's fucking basically now a hundred point player. You said it at mm-hmm. the moment, he is playing like the best player in the world. He is currently the best player. It, until McDavid kind of shows up maybe next week or who knows when. But uh, let's, let's just keep it as Jack Hughes is doing an amazing job. Do not give up on this kid. Let him figure his shit out. And the, you're asking for the solution. What do I think we should do with him? I, Sam, I'm, I'm in agreement with he's in the right spot. He's in the right spots defensively. I think he's worried about making mistakes, and I think he's a very his defensive awareness is up there. His offensive awareness, he's not opening up for passes. He's constantly turning he's constantly, even probably more than last season for some stupid reason. Constantly, constantly turning his head. He wants to puck off of his stick as quickly as possible. I don't want to send him down right away. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take him one to two games. You park him with the video coach, you show him, what I'm describing now, you show him probably other things that obviously we don't have time to go into detail with everything, but you show him where all of his mistakes are, where he can improve, and then you sit him in the press box, you say you have a front row seat, I want you to watch this player, and I want you to watch this player, your teammate, the opposition, I want you to see, because as you're seeing, I 110% agree, when Slavkovsky is moving his feet, when he's aggressive. When he leads the charge and just kind of I like to say puts his head down, not not literally puts his head down, but you know, you just go for it. Yeah. I, I wanna I wanna use a movie scene, a great movie, loved it. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> this guy, okay, Slavkowski, is like your is he's um he's your rooster. He's a young, very promising, very talented player. But he still He's still thinking too much. He's doing when 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 Maverick pulls him aside and he's like, "Just fucking stop thinking and do." That's yeah. what Salkovsky
0: is. That's what yeah. he's genuinely missing, and he's. I think so too. He's got to. I, I totally agree.
1: I think he's just overthinking too much right now. And yeah. Chris, I'm glad you brought up uh, Hughes as the example for people to back off. I think you can even look at our own team. Look at Caulfield. If this guy didn't come out guns blazing. Mm-hmm at the beginning and had a slow start like Slavkowski, people would be on his case as well. So it's no matter who it is, people it's just a little more amplified because Slavkovsky is the number one. That's yeah. mm-hmm. that's part to me, that's part of the issue. But I think he'll turn it around eventually. The team seems to be heading in the direct right direction and it can only help him. Yeah.
2: Can I, I give you can I give you a name for Savkovsky And I know this name is gonna piss off a lot of people this guy, if he starts skating, uses his body and does what he can because you watch him skate, he's a goddamn fast skater, Slavkovsky. But I'm going to compare him to a guy like Chris Kreider. I think he could be a dominant force for the Canadians. And look how long it I took like that. Kreider to figure yeah, his shit out.
0: Comparison. I like that comparison. I really do. I like that comparison. I, I would I would have gone with like Miko Ratnin or Matthew Kachuk, but actually Chris Kreider is another good comparison. I, yeah. I like they that. They even
2: set the expectations a little bit lower. Like Chris Kreider was a nobody yeah. for a long time. He was just a goalie killer. He was a Fucking
0: piece of shit. But anyways, ah,
2: that aside, really he turned out to be dominant.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. It's it's I and I think they will. I think I think Marty knows what to do with him. management will not give in to the the backlash and the intimidation by some members of this fan base i'm um, I'm not worried yet, but I, I I hope to see improvement sooner rather than later. but I'm also patient like Joey said, and he's a long term project, and like you said, Chris, that's why Hughes drafted him, and I'm still trusting in the process. so we're gonna put um we're gonna put an end to that. And we're going to talk about, you know, the, the, la- the last subject of the episode and the events that happened with, with, with Adam Johnson out in England. Like, first off, like, it's, it's fucking devastating as a hockey fan see that and just as, as a human being in general. But, like, obviously our, our thoughts are, are with his family and, you know, the hockey team, the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, anybody that was involved with, 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 uh, with Adam Johnson. Yeah my I, I'm my thoughts are even with, with Matt Petgrave, you know, the player that was act that accidentally and I still believe this is they accidentally you know what what his skate did to Adam Johnson, you know, that that put an end to his life to this day, Like I, I don't want to talk about the backlash that, that Matt Petgrave is getting because the, there, there's there's some lunatics and like piece of shit human beings on Twitter that are accusing him of murder, of doing it on purpose that they're saying, oh, he, he didn't want to slash him with his skate, but he wanted to knock him down with his skate. Are you fucking kidding me? They are fucking idiots. I don't want to get into that part of this, this debate because it's, it's only going to piss me off. And people who are accusing Matt Padgrave of being a murderer, you can go fuck yourself. I will use this foul language because fuck you. That's why. That's number one. But uh, we lost Joy, but Joy will come back. Technical difficulties, but here, here's the the main topic about this event. Will net guards be mandatory in the NHL, especially after what happened? I I don't think so, and
2: I know this is gonna sound maybe ridiculous. Um, well, it, it, actually, it shouldn't sound ridiculous. the The level of skill. And the ability that the players have in the NHL is far superior to whatever hockey is playing in uh, hockey is being played in England. And no, no offense to them, I think they'll be the first to say the NHL is not comparable to the the uh, <laughs> Premier League of hockey over there. Um, uh, just that's that's. I think the guy is just in the NHL yeah, with a lot it, more yeah. control. And I think the one standout interview um, that. That I don't want to say reassures me because it, you know, it's safety first. It should be at least brought up into consideration. Players want to wear it by all means, uh, they, they should do so. But when they interviewed Crosby, former teammate of uh, Adam Johnson, he said it, it was an accident. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a freak accident. Hockey's been played without neck guards for how many years? It, it happened once. It's kind of like saying we should stop everybody from driving cars because there was well, a car accident. No, for sure. Uh, well, well, this, he's, lost
0: their lives. He he's the first uh, the first tragedy about uh, with with neck injuries due to the skate blade. But man, you could find videos of uh, of Clint uh, Malarchuk in '89, the 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 Buffalo goaltender. Like man, he got he Zednik. Zednik too, in 2000, I think it was 2006 or 2008, something. Something like that, him too, but like, like both of them came close to, to uh, bleeding to death.
2: Yes.
0: But the reason why I and, and the story about Clint Malarchuk is the trainer, I think, had medical experience within the American military, if my memory serves me correctly. And he was able to pinch the carotid nerve, the, he was able to pinch the nerve. And stop him from from bleeding to death. And I want to say more or less the trainer of well, the four of the Panthers of the time did the same thing to to Richard Zednik when he got his 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 throat uh, when he got the skate blade to the throat. Now I, I I'm not coming after the trainers of this English hockey league in in in, in England. I'm really not. I'm just, I'm, I, I kind of, I, I, again, I didn't see, no, nobody saw footage of any trainer or something. Like that. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm just, I'm just wondering what, I, I guess what level of expertise the trainer has, but I'm not, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the trainer. I'm not blaming anybody. It, it was a, it, it was a freak accident, big time. But, you know, you wear neck guards in minor hockey until you go until you go pro, or at least until you go junior. I want. I I think I think NCAA hockey has neck guards as well. NCAA NCAA hockey has. You know, they have the cage oh, to protect their face. So it's. I really I I, I don't know if the NHL is going to make it mandatory, but I think. I think the level of awareness now has gone up more than more than ever. Apparently, but apparently now they're the 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 the, the, the hockey league in England that this event happened. Now they're mandated; they're making net guards mandatory. I think two hours ago, I, I I haven't read the article, but the NHL and the NHLPA they're they're looking into it now. So, J- Joe, I know you lost connection. Yeah, froze.
1: Yeah, I I think I I really think they should enforce it. I mean, you Mm -hmm. already play with uncomfortable equipment. Um, This might not be the greatest example, but no one ever likes playing with a jock strap. I know it happens more often, but (laughs) no, it's true. No one likes playing with it. I know it probably happens more often. You can get hit with a puck there or uh, stick for sure. A lot more happens than slice of the neck, but people are worried they can get hurt there very seriously so they protect themselves. Look at Eric Carlson um, when he got mm-hmm. injured in his Achilles. Yeah. They had talks. I don't know if they ever enforced, but they had talks about wearing uh, like a protective gear to so you don't get cut where your Achilles tendons are.
0: Yeah, so, true.
1: I don't think those are comfortable equipment, to be honest. So I don't know why people would complain about wearing a neck guard. And it's not the first time it's happened. To me, it's, it's, you're talking about the third, we've given three examples to me already one's enough. And the fact that it will result in a death. Yeah. I don't know. The other two, like Sam said, you needed a trainer to pinch the right uh, nerve to stop the bleeding. If that doesn't happen, well, you're looking at uh, at least another death or another two deaths. I think it's already way too much. I think you shouldn't enforce it. People got used to wearing visors. Where at the beginning, I don't think people yeah. wanted to wear visors. That's they true. They all wanted to be without it. They got used to it. I think it's another piece of equipment. It's better for safety. Just get used to it and wear wear a neck guard. I I think it shouldn't be a problem. I think it's a no brainer, and I think that it should be enforced.
0: Yeah, and I think you know some hockey company out there now if they're gonna make these. <clears throat> Excuse me, these undergarments, they're probably going to see if they could integrate some type of like, like, pra- uh, like plastic or protection, something that you know could be comfortable enough to wear them. And like, look, I'll be, I'll well, be organic. frank. Well, turtleneck before we get to Placan, well, 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 hold on. Like, okay, since you know, I'm, the subject, saying, I'm
2: saying his, I'm uh, saying his freaking uh, Col roulé, his turtleneck, but, but, but did he wear like that?
0: Did, did, That's that's something I'm wondering now. Like, did he actually wear that purposely? Because, you know, I don't want to wear a neck garb. At the same time, too, I want to have at least something to. Protects, I don't know what the right word to use is like, did, did he or I, or did he just like the style? I mean, who knows? Only he could answer that. But like, it's funny. He just announced his retirement from hockey. Congratulations, Thomas Plachanic. And like he shared our man. He shared our tribute to him on on his Instagram story, which made made us freak it was out. Amazing to see. Yeah, it was. That was so cool. So Tomas, if you're hearing this, thank you. I don't know how to say thank you in, in Czechia. But um, but no, but like we laughed about the turtleneck. But now we all look back and it's like. Holy shit, like he probably was onto something. And I'll be honest, I, I, I play hockey. I'm going to play hockey right after this episode. Like I don't I don't wear a neck guard. And I think it's just in the back of your mind, you're not I mean, like, you know, guys fall, but it's it's maybe it's because I'm not skating at NHL speed, not even close. So I'm not worried about guys falling and you know, their their skates like going head over heels, but it's, it's there in the back. I, I have one. I just don't
1: wear it. But is it uncomfortable for you or is it just not a thought? That's, I mean, I don't it's, play it's, hockey it's, like you do. So it's, I, I it's, know. look,
0: when I played minor hockey, you, you had no choice but to wear it or else, but just after that, when, when you were in these leagues, like these adult leagues uh, in, in your 20s and you didn't have to, you know, okay, well, no, you don't have to wear them. And you, you, even your helmet, you, if you're going to wear, if you're going to wear no, it has to be half visor. You can't have no visor. Some leagues allow it. And it's like, well, you know the more you play without it yeah the more comfortable it feels i guess without it so maybe it's a mental thing i don't know but like like even me now for sure i'm thinking fuck maybe maybe i should work cuz you never know you never know what could happen so it's so oh, sam wear one listen i, I know I'm... i think like the moral of the story but like but also i i like the few times i've worn a half visor like i became a lot more conscious like how to kind of like protect my the, the lower part of the lower part of my jaw my mouth especially if I'm going to block a shot like I don't care like I'll put my I, I usually I, I would put my my hand in front of my face and like it's like fuck because if, if a puck is coming there I'd rather break a finger than than lose a couple of fucking teeth. So but that's a half visor. Now with the neck it's like but even at that it's listen again you never know what could happen. I never I never had um a close call i guess per se like i've never thankfully. really played yeah thankfully for sure and i've never played in a game where guys fell and like the fucking like i said the skate like goes up in the air like these guys at the pro level they're playing at that speed it, it could happen it does happen but fuck man to to go out there and say that he did it on purpose he purposely fucking jumped in the air so his skate could hit him it's like you you're You got to be one piece of shit of a human being to say that and to claim that. So I don't know. I think, I think you're right, Joe. I think the NHL will enforce it. I don't know if they're going to make it obligatory now, but
1: maybe at first they'll start with bringing awareness to it. And then eventually they might, they might enforce it. I, I don't know, but they'll, they'll try to get players more and more to wear it.
0: Anyways. Well, look, boys, I think I think that wraps it up. We touched uh we touched up on everything we wanted to say. The Canadians play their next game Thursday Arizona, night right? against I'm the Arizona Coyotes. To
1: see I'm interested to see Oh, Logan I can't Cooley. wait to
0: see. I can't wait to see Logan Cooley. Like I I, I, I like the kid. I like him very much, especially after that highlight goal. Um I don't think they announced the starting goaltender, but I got a feeling
1: they're going to put Primo in there. It could be. I mean, they've been rotating one after another, so well, okay. I, I don't think it'll be Primo, but I go, well, I I,
0: I I think I, I really think it's going to be primo tomorrow or Thursday night against uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. I think they're going to put Allen back on Sunday versus St. Louis just because you know he made his career over there.
1: That's a good call. Yeah, that's a that, good call. Then. I forgot that, that, that's what I see.
0: Yeah, St. Louis uh, Saturday, uh, seven p.m., which is awesome for for East Coast viewers. And that's that. I know Anthony's at the Laval Rocket game. Joshua Roy, Rookie of the Month, fucking scored the hat trick uh, a week ago. Love the way he's playing. A couple of guys on that team, a couple of prospects are playing amazing too. So they are playing right now as we speak. I don't know what the score is, but I'm going to check that up against the Utica. It says 0-0
1: against it. I think it's Utica. Yeah, Utica Commons. That's right. Yeah, 0-0 at the end of the first.
0: New New Jersey's farm team. So Anthony's there, and we really hope he has fun. We really hope uh, you all enjoy this new episode of the curfew boys podcast if you like what you saw please click like and subscribe to our youtube channel you can listen to all our episodes on your platform uh podcast platform excuse me such as apple podcast spotify google podcast we are on instagram we're on twitter we're on tiktok we're on facebook follow us over there Just please share the love it's free it costs nothing and most importantly tell your friends about us if you're a huge montreal Canadiens fans like we are We'd love to build this much all Canadians fan community. Chris, Joey, pleasure as always. Enjoy the game Thursday night. We will definitely talk some more in our group chats. And until next time,
1: bye now. Bye Bye now.
0: Good night.